Going Linux, episode 281, sharing files among multiple users on one system. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you're new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, sharing music, videos, and other types of files between different users on the same computer. Hey there, Bill. Hey, Larry. Good, good, good. We learned something. My new audio setup picks up my hand sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no rubbing your hands, uh, no scratching your beard, uh, n- nothing that would uh, cause a little bit of extra noise. We'll see, well, you we'll know, see I how thought, that goes. I, I thought I'd surprise you by replacing the noisy chair. And yeah. now I can't even put my hands together. God, you're killing me. So your new audio setup, your new Wi-Fi setup uh, after moving house, uh, it it is fantastic no noise a lot better signal um you you could they did a good job for you or you did a a good job setting things up how'd the move go okay we're almost done the move most of the physical stuff's done it's just some small smaller stuff left uh when you go down from a big house to uh like a two-bedroom apartment it's a you gotta figure out what do i need and what i don't need anymore right yeah anyway uh the interesting thing is, uh, the move hasn't been too, hasn't been too bad. I, I do realize that if you hear some noise, it's because uh, I'm still trying to f- find the best place to s- put all my recording stuff. So, if anybody hears cars and stuff, you'll have to deal with it for one or two episodes. But by the time I have it all figured out, you shouldn't hear anything anymore because where I live now is louder <laughs> by a lot. Okay, so, well, we'll see how it comes out in the recording. I should yeah. be able to take some of that stuff out if if it's a problem at all. But let me give you just a quick thing. Time Warner, uh, you know, they're always always have a lot of fun with them. Yeah, they're entertaining, uh, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> That's their business. Yeah, uh, it's entertainment, all right. Just for our international listeners, uh, Time Warner is a cable company that offers cable television and uh, internet services and those kinds of things. So that's what Bill's talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my cable internet company. Yeah. Yeah, uh, sorry, you know, it's the, if you live in the South, you know who Time Warner is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the short version of this, I told you the long version before the recording, I'll give you the short version. The guy comes in, his first time he's ever been by himself, so he's new, and he's you know, brings in a new modem and a new DVR, and, uh, you know, we, we, of course, then the hijinks begin because he has trouble getting things started, and, and uh, but we finally get everything, and... And, you know, we, we, he comes and he says, you know, he has these dongles. <laughs> okay. So he tells me that we got to put these on the computers because Time Warner wants everything to be wireless now. Okay. And I'm thinking, okay. Um, you know, but I, I'm looking at him like, you do realize that most computers, especially laptops, have wireless built in. Don't need a dongle. Right. So how many of these dongles did he have in his hand? Five. 
<laughs> okay, all right. Well, I have I have five computers. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. He, he was just being prepared. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> <laughs> just in case your computers were from like 1997 or something. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he he comes in, and of course, you know, uh, he he knows what the Mac is. Well, he he wants to start with the laptops, mm-hmm. and so I say, okay, here. So I, you know, he's telling me I he needs to do it. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to tell him that the laptop I just handed him boots automatically to Linux, unless you hit a key. Right. I say I'm not going to tell him. I'm just going to let him. You know, he doesn't want to listen to. He doesn't want to talk to me. You know, he needs to do it. So he he opens my big laptop and he's and he hits the power button. It takes him a while to find it, and uh, he says it'll take a minute for it to boot. Oh, it's booted. Because <laughs> I have one of those new hybrid uh, drives, you know, it has the SSD part, and then yeah. it has the so it boots like in three seconds. It's really quick, and so he's looking at it, and he looks at me, he looks at it, looks at me. I said, "Would you like me to put the password in?" Because he, <laughs> so I put the password in, and then he just totally gobsmacked. He can't figure out what to do with anything. He's like completely lost, completely lost because it has a bunch of mate on it. Okay. And I've modified and I got, you know, crap all over the desktop and and files saved over here and videos and he's he's looking at it and he says, I don't think we can support this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there looking at him like uh and he, he he's totally lost. Can't he had never seen it. So each one of the new modems comes with a unique password that's actually on the bottom now. Mm-hmm. These new modems they've got, which are nice, very nice. So I, I took my cell phone, took a pic- picture because the password's like 32 characters long. And uh, so I, I, I take a picture, open the cell phone, type it into uh, a bunch of material, automatically connects. I said, no, there's one you don't have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me, he looks at me, he says, oh, he's, so we're having some problems. Um, needless to say, he, hadn't, he didn't have to use any of the dongles. Right, of course. Yeah. Toward the end, we were having some problems with speed, but he, we finally got worked out, and, he, and you have to register with Time Warner. Uh, and he goes, uh, could I use your Mac? <laughs> he didn't want anything to do with Linux anymore. It was this Linux stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, long story short, he's going, and when we're having speed problems, you know, I just, on the Mac, I just bring up a terminal and ping Google just to see where the latency is. And I'm getting these really long latencies, and he's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm just checking latency. He's like, I didn't know you could do that. I just used the web browser. So about the time I said, how many computers you got? Well, I don't have a computer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking, oh God, I just used my Very highly skilled professional. He he was okay. He got to keep his dongles. I got the entertainment value out of him when his face, when he saw Linux Mate. So, you know, I, I figured I, I at least owed the guy a good review. And uh, <laughs> so he he says, if you like the service and you were happy with it, because uh, one hour went got to two and a half hours, okay, so I just want to point that out. I, he says, could you, you know, if you feel like you give us eight or nines, but don't give us a ten. Hmm. Well, why don't you want a ten? Well, Time Warner has there so fast. If you hit ten, it registers as one, and I fail. <laughs> oh, great! So you can't get a perfect score. No, but they say that I pass if I get eight or nine. And I'm thinking okay. that makes no darn sense. We strive for mediocrity. <laughs> we strive <laughs> to never be perfect. <laughs> So oh, wonderful. Yeah, it was it was it was really f- it was a fun time, but I just remember his face when he looks at it and he's like, 
what the hell is this? He's just, he, he just can't, he can't comprehend it because he's clicking on stuff and it's not doing what he wants. And he's never seen it before. Of course, remember, I, I'm a weird Id- idiot and, you know, I always heavily modify it. But what really freaked him out was I had a Compez running on the desktop and he was just fascinated by that. He's like, because every time he does something, it keeps moving, and he can't quite, you could see it in his mind, he couldn't quite grasp the difference uh, every time he did something, because, you know, I, I have, uh, it has active memory, network, uh, uh, disk usages and stuff, the, the fan temperatures, you know, on the, on the sensors and everything. He's like, ah, he, he, can't, he can't quite grasp it. <laughs> this doesn't happen to him. He must, he, he must think you're some sort of a super elite uh, computer hacker or something. <laughs> if he you know. only knew the truth. I ripped that <laughs> off from the web. <laughs> super. Yeah. yeah, I'm super ooper. Uh, uh, I, I figured out how to beat someone smarter, younger, and faster than me. Cheat a lot. <laughs> hey, you know, you didn't even have the satisfaction since he doesn't have a computer of, of trying to convince him that he should switch to Linux as well. But I did get the entertainment value. Yes, that's true. That's true. Of course, he didn't really realize, well, he probably he'll never realize that he's using Linux on his Android smartphone. <laughs> yeah. It makes you wonder where TimeWare gets these people. Well, <laughs> they, this was a contractor. Okay. So, you know, apparently they use these contractors uh, as uh, the install, to do new installs and stuff because they just you know, don't have enough help or whatever. But it was just so funny. You know, you've got a technician here, his first time out, and he's got, you know, Time Warner's tool about, you know, so he can be a mobile and update his services and it's not working and you know he he's never seen linux and he you know he's under the impression that you have to ins- install a dongle on every computer laptop <laughs> i'm thinking my goodness uh i wonder how many people he's actually put dongles on that don't need them but anyway yeah it, it, and, it was and fun the people themselves probably didn't know you know a lot of computer users no, know about as much as this technician. Yeah, you know, well, his I was apparently his second, his second by himself, and so maybe he hasn't done a lot of uh, installs by himself, or he because he, he said he was working with another guy for a while. So hopefully he'll become more educated. Maybe I should have uh, uh, said, hey, you know, you probably need a computer if you're going to be installing wireless, and 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 you're going to tell people how to set up passwords and stuff. You probably might be nice to have a little information or hey. even some computer skills yeah you know? just some just get 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 a little lead i mean you you don't have to be as lead as me well actually i'm about as lead as a <laughs> as tweety but you know anyway long story short it was fun uh the movie's been going well um other than that uh uh let's get on with the show because you've heard enough about my exciting life all right. Well, uh, on that note, then, let's, <laughs> let's, let's move into something that people actually want to listen to. Move into Linux. Uh, not that your Time Warner experience didn't involve Linux. Sort yeah, of hey, it did. It did. Yes, exactly. Yeah, but you know, people are probably saying, "Could could you sh- shut this guy up? Let's get on with the show already." <laughs> well, you know, you have you, you've, you've missed a few episodes, and you know, we got to get caught up, right? Oh yeah, they're like, "Okay, we know all we want to know about this guy. Will you shut up already?" Uh, all right, okay. let's go. 
So this episode, again, just as a reminder, in case you kind of got lost in the Time Warner episode, uh, <laughs> is about sharing files about multiple users on one system. So if you've ever wanted to share music or videos or podcast episodes or any other kind of file between different users on the same computer, you know, this is only a consideration, of course, if your computer has multiple users, but some of our listeners have asked about it. So if you're one of those listeners, this is definitely the episode for you. So for this episode, we aren't talking about sharing files between computers. We have Dropbox, SyncThing, and other software for that. We've discussed them on the show before. This episode is about using the power of Linux as a multi-user system. We'll describe how to enable different user accounts on the same computer and to create a shared folder that allows them to share the same files. Of course, other OSs have the same capability as well. In fact, we have a link in the show notes that details how to do this on Windows and Mac. Larry, you actually put a link to how to do it in Windows and Mac? Yep, absolutely. And I'm going to describe how to do it on OS X <laughs> right now. Uh, very, very briefly, very briefly. I mean, we're not going to go into the detail that we're going to go into. I have OS X. Go ahead. Tell me yes, how to do it. So, so there you go. So basically on OS X, there's a shared folder that's already set up to share files between multiple users on the same computer. That's I didn't it. know that. <laughs> it's, it's already set up for you on, on OS really? X. It, yeah, you go to the Macintosh hard drive and then go to users and then go to shared and that's it's the shared folder and that on OS 10 is already set up to let you share files between multiple users well color me stupid okay i have a mac sitting right there you've never had a need for it so who goes yeah. looking for that yeah. your your OS X expert here wow didn't even know it was there okay similarly on windows 7 the public users folders found at c users slash public are accessible to all users. Files you place in any of these users' folders are accessible to all other users. Now, I also want to just bring it up that it also works about the same way on Windows 8.1 mm -hmm. and Windows 10. Okay. But I understand you have to unhide some things to make <laughs> Never. it really work. Never. I haven't had to do it. On. Okay. I actually have all three versions, and... Uh, I haven't had to unhide everything because there's always a public folder there. Okay. Well, so. the article we have a link to says you have to unhide some things, and, uh, you know, I was going by that. And if that's not the case, then maybe they've changed the way it works. Well, it, okay. it could be that I've also uh, – it could have retained my original settings from when I had Windows 7 because I did – Oh, that's did, possible, yeah. I did upgrade. So it, the article could be right, but so far – I haven't had to unhide anything. It's always been there. But I've done, I went from 7 to 8 to 8.1 to 10, and I haven't had any problems. Of course, with all the different hardware and stuff, and not every install is going to be exactly the same. So it just depends if you did an upgrade or you did a clean install. So you might have to unhide some stuff. Yeah. From a security perspective, it seems to me at least that it, that might be a little bit insecure to have something like that set up by default sure is convenient, you know, sharing files between different users on a system. Most of the systems are not built with the same mentality as the Linux uh, security model. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because if you really think about it, uh, now this doesn't exactly apply to OS X as much as it does Windows, in my opinion, but Linux was actually designed as a multi-user system. 
Okay, so it's designed to have multiple users. So that was designed from scratch. A lot of this stuff, especially I think on the Windows side, it was it was an afterthought. You know, they're not really as concerned about security because you know mom and dad are sharing uh, Junior's homework, and so they you know everybody can access the folder where Junior saves all his his stuff, so they can all you know help with the spelling etc. So they're not really it, it's it's a different mentality I think because it's more of a home use and it's not really uh, industrial grade Linux you know security type. So I, I now on OS X I can't really talk to what their thought was but you know os x is based loosely i guess on bsd right so it's some of that was already built into it but you can tinker with it as much as you want you know because of the free the free bsd license you can change stuff to whatever but as a general rule i think linux was you know from the very beginning was designed to be multi-user Right, and designed to be secure as well. And, yeah. You know, typical Linux distributions don't come with a special user folder that gives read-write access to all users. That's just security, right? And yeah, I the, would say there so. is a there is a public folder on Ubuntu, for example, that's for sharing files, but that's for sharing files between computers on a network. So, to make this work in Linux, you can certainly do it. It's it's a capability that's built in there, but you have to set it up. Put simply, you can use the file and folder settings to give other users access to specific folders. You have control as to whether that access is read-write or just read-only. Before going farther, you want to explain the difference between read-write and just read? Oh, sure, sure. In your files and folders permissions when you set that up, uh, you have a choice of setting something up so that people can just read a file. So they'll have access to it. They'll be able to look at it and see its contents, and uh, they won't be able to edit it, uh, which is the read-write. Um, so read-write adds to that capability the ability to actually change the file. That's what the write means. So you can edit it. You can save the changes back to the file, and then another user will see those changes, and you're sharing the file. You can have a lot tighter control of your your files and what can be done with them, you right? Do it that way. So, in case you didn't know if they didn't know what the difference between read write and just read only was, I thought that was important to kind of explain. Um, the process we're going to describe here is for Linux Mint Cinnamon, but it should be similar, if not identical, on other Linux distributions. Now, just uh, as a little uh, caveat to that, it can be very similar or it can be pretty different depending on what kind of desktop you're running. Yes. Things can be in different places, but if you can follow the the, the same type of uh, what you can do on Linux Mint and you know how you set up Linux Mint, it will be very close. You still have to do just almost the identical steps. You might have to go to different places to do it, but it should work. Right, and we have an article on files and permissions and folders and permissions, uh, two separate articles, on our website, and we'll have links in the show notes uh, on how to do all of that with the command line. And regardless of your Linux distribution, the command line commands are all the same. But we're going to talk about how to do it from the graphical user interface, which is uh, what most people these days are using for this kind of thing, I would anticipate, especially users who are moving over from other operating systems like OS X and, yeah. and uh, Windows. So getting into what you do, there are really about seven different steps, at least within Linux Mint Cinnamon. It's really straightforward. I was just looking at these steps and it's like, wow, that's not very hard. Just 
uh, quick thought on this. I thought it would be a little bit more steps, but I didn't realize it's just seven simple steps. Yep, yeah, really, really easy. And the hardest thing is trying to figure out what your file manager is. So, <laughs> and that's all de- that's all dependent on the uh, Linux distribution and the desktop that you're using. So the name of the file manager may change, which is why I've described it as file manager. First step. Find the file manager, find the folder that you want to share amongst users on the computer. Second step is to right-click the folder and select Properties. Then you select the Permissions tab uh, when the Properties window comes up. Look for the Others section. Now on Linux Mint Nemo, uh, which is the file manager on Linux Mint Cinnamon, the other section isn't labeled. There's no label on it, I noticed. It's an really? oversight on their part. Yes, yes, I found a little bug. But you got to uh, admit, Nemo's a great name for a file manager. It is, it okay. is. Um, so once you find that other section, uh, it's actually below one that's labeled owner and one that's labeled group. So you have different settings for owner and group. And the one that's not labeled in Nemo is others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So and I, okay. che- I checked it on Ubuntu Mate, and it is labeled there. So I know it's a Linux Mint uh, Cinnamon issue. So anyway, when, when you find that section, you choose Create and Delete Files as the selection for the folder access. So that allows you in folders, in this folder that you're setting up, it allows you to have read-write uh, permission. And then the next thing you want to do is select Read and Write as a selection for file access. So that first one gives you read-write on the folder, and the second one is read-write on the files within the folder. And then the last step, step number seven, click the Change Permissions to Enclosed Files. That's, that's the selection. Change Permission to Enclosed Files. Click that button, and that will ensure that all of the folders' uh, contents, including any folders and other files inside, all have the same permission that you just set. I have to click a button? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to make two selections and click a button. And uh, I think you might actually have to click OK somewhere along the line. You're asking <laughs> a lot from me, OK? I'm just telling you, I'm just asking a lot. Yeah. So anyway, when you're done all of those long, lengthy steps, other users on the computer will have read-write access to the folder. Uh, You'll find it under your home directory, regardless of which user you're logged into. If you go to home and then the username, then the folder name in your file manager, and you'll see it sitting right there. And that same folder with that same name will appear for every user. Uh, And to speed things up, Create a link or bookmark uh, to the folder so you'll always have easy access. You may share your computer with your spouse, your children, or coworkers, and would probably find it helpful to be able to share files. <laughs> no, I'm not sharing nothing with nobody, okay? <laughs> wife's, wife's not allowed to. No, seriously. That, that would be very helpful, especially if you have kids or wife who you know, wants her recipes and stuff. So that, that's a great right. idea. Right, especially if you're sharing a single computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not yeah. everybody can have the 400 computers that you have, Bill. Yeah. Hey, I only have five. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, and guess what? <laughs> They're all mine. Hands off. Seriously, uh, sharing, that's a great way. I mean, it's seven steps you can share your folders. And it's also, if you think about it as a parent, if you're using that shared folder, you can kind of see what your kids are doing. Yeah. That's kind of a, you know, if the, if everything is just default to share that, you can see if they're saving things they shouldn't or how their homework's looking together or something like that. So that's a great idea. Of course, before you can share 
information between multiple users on a single computer system, you need to create an account for each one of those. Although we haven't discussed how to do that in this episode, you should look at the show notes for this episode on our website. We've provided links to three articles on how to add new users on Linux systems. Your distribution might have some different instructions for the graphical method, but almost every distribution has a way to do this. Check your documentation, which basically means read the instructions. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I actually searched through on the Linux Mint uh, uh-huh. user's guide and on the Ubuntu user's guide and even went to the Ubuntu forum they're online with the online uh, user's guide and believe it or not i didn't find anywhere where they document the graphical method of creating a new user is that are you serious i am serious that's that's huh. something they just don't seem to have well, now maybe your linux distribution does but those three at least uh linux mint uh ubuntu mate and ubuntu unity they don't seem to have anything. Uh, you can find it if you go into the forum, if you yeah. go into their, you know, shared sites for users, but it's not part of their regular manual or user guide or documentation. Well, yeah, because I remember when you install an Ubuntu or Linux Mint or Debian or Slackware or whatever, you always start with uh, adding a user account. But I, I'm trying to think, does it give you an opportunity to add more than one? And I I don't remember if it does. Well, you know, when you install Linux Mint or you install Ubuntu, you just enter your username and password and your name and stuff. And that is creating an account. But to add uh, additional accounts, um, I don't think they offer that right up front. I know other distributions do. Other distributions actually have you create a root user account and then your own personal account right up front but slackware for, does that but it's but it's all text-based <laughs> well yeah yeah exactly and and you're expecting you're expected to know how to do that if you're using slackware when i was doing slackware i actually had to have the manual beside me actually i printed out the manual was like uh 200 pages mm-hmm. and i was going down the checklist of what to do and it, it basically walks you through it but it's like Wow, if I didn't have this manual, I'd be totally lost. But yeah, you have you can. I remember in Slackware you can add multiple users, but you have to add a root because they they they're not like a Ubuntu. Uh, they you actually have to create a root, and then you have to create a user account. Yeah, you have separate separate yeah, user yeah, accounts. Yeah, everything's separated, and that that's the difference between uh, now Linux Mint doesn't have a root user either, does it? Just no, it's it's pseudo. it's. Yeah, it's based on Ubuntu, so it does yeah. things the same way that Ubuntu does. So, yeah, it's Ubuntu's kind of, and, and its derivatives are a little different than many of the other Linux distributions, but that's to make it easier for, you know, new users. But what Linux Mint should do, and you and you can uh, you can claim this as your own, of course, is in their installation, they should give you the option to go ahead and add more than just one account. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really, really awesome. It certainly provides some advantages to people who have one computer for the family and need to share it and want to set up multiple users. You know, let me me ask you a question. Is there any performance hits uh, by sharing your shared folder between – do you think there would be any um, problems as far as speed or uh, accessibility or anything like that as far as – you know, it's having that one folder that you're sharing between multiple users? No, I don't think so. I mean, you're still 
uh, logged into the system as you normally would. And if you're using the user accounts independently, you know, one person logs off and the next person logs on, of course, you're using the files only as one user. So there's no performance hit there. But if you're logging into the computer remotely as mm -hmm. different users, which is another way to do this, then I, I don't think there's any more of a performance hit there than there is normally accessing it over a network, which with the speed of today's networks is no big deal. Uh, the only issue that I could see is if someone was trying to uh, make an edit to a file that you had open, there might be mm -hmm. some conflicts uh, if if you're trying to edit the same file at the same time, because it's not like, you know, there's synchronization and it's managing the conflicts. Uh, it's It's a file and two users opening the same file. Essentially, you have that file open as two different versions in each user's account, in each user's RAM memory. And then when you go to save it, whoever saves it last wins. <laughs> it wins. Yeah. But now if, if say, uh, you're, you're logged into the system and then I log remotely into your system and I'm mm -hmm. working just in my directory, they, yeah. the two never touch. No, uh, except where there's the shared folder and you have to set that up. So yeah, if you're using multiple uh, user accounts on the same computer and you don't have anything shared, yeah, there's there's really no difference to the way the computer is working. You just have two different users. Um, maybe you're running Audacity and somebody else is running uh, uh, Inkscape or something like that. And it would be no different than a single user using those same two programs simultaneously. So that's kind of a, the difference in Linux. It's, it was actually designed uh, to be a multi-user system. Right. And so you can do uh, things that probably wouldn't be as easy on as on some other operating systems, but you also have the ability to set up a, a folder that you can share. So you can use them independently, but you also can share folders and files on the same computer, which is, that's just too cool. Yeah, it's really, really handy. So if you're, you know, rather than put it on a thumb drive and put it, leave it in the computer so that the next user, when they log in, can access the thumb drive and take that same file. It just doesn't make sense. Just create a shared folder and there you don't have to mess with thumb drives or CDs or any of that other stuff you had to do in the past. I'll send that 5.25 floppy to you tomorrow. Yeah, you know. Perfect. <laughs> I got yeah, a frame great. for that. I'll just hang it on my wall. <laughs> actually, actually saw one of those not too long ago. Still, in a Radio Shack, they actually still had one box. <laughs> it's like, wow, <laughs> I hadn't seen one of those. But no, that that's. I thought it would be more difficult to share, um, you know, or set up anyway. And it's that's so simple. I mean, yeah. that's almost any idiot can do it. Well, let me rephrase that. I can do it at least. And if I can do it, probably probably anybody can do it. But uh, that's the, I thought you know, it would be more difficult. It's it's good to see that it's not uh, that difficult to set up. Now, is it really difficult to set it up if you don't want to use the graphical user interface? No, no. Uh, you have to, of course, you have to know what the commands are, and it's certainly well documented. And you can go just search for create new user Linux in, mm -hmm. in Google or any other search engine and you'll find the command line version of it well documented on just about any Linux site out there. So wow. it's the same command you use on any Linux because, <laughs> hey, it's a Linux command. It's real. This is so, it's so cool. So you got two ways to do it. You got to wait. You can share files. Oh, man, I'm, I'm impressed. I thought it would be more than seven steps. 
Nope, it's not, and it's very easy. And if you uh, want to create a shared folder for multiple users on your system, this is the way to do it. Uh, okay, I'm kind of no, I'm not speechless, but yeah, that's that's pretty pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, you know, our next uh, episode is going to be a listener feedback episode, and we have an audio tip from Nightwise. He's he's finally gotten to the point in his running his own business that he has time to send us tips again. So that guy never that. sleeps. I know he's really God, really busy. Nightwise. Take a break, dude. No, I'm, I, I like Nightwise. He's awesome. But I, I swear, that guy has more things in the fire than the law should allow. Well, he's certainly a versatile guy. That's he is. Sure. He is. I, I love the guy. I mean, it, it's like he he's always doing something. Even when we drop jet engines into his backyard, he's always doing something. But he boxes it back and sends it back to us. Well, what a guy. <laughs> he's, he's just a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if anybody doesn't know, you should check out his podcast. It's pretty cool. Okay, so until next time, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe to our podcast. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux Podcast Google Plus community. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.